With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Ho, 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 gentlemen. The holidays have come early this year as Manscaped have the gift that keeps on trimming. Santa's beard isn't so appealing when it's coming out of your trousers. And that's why Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have you covered this holiday season. Now available in your country, join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to keep their trees trimmed and ornaments polished. Go to manscaped.com and use code DTR for 20% off plus free shipping. Stafford, under pressure, and a tuck it up. Darrell Henderson, he's off and running. Has Woods, touchdown. Cooper Cup just went up and took it away. Van Jefferson for the touchdown. Aaron Donald smothers him. Jalen Ramsey put the pop on Sack by Leonard Floyd having a day again. Darius Williams with a diving Jordan Fuller comes up with his second interception of the night. Welcome back, guys, to the Downtown Rams podcast. This is episode 409. I'm your host, Jake Ellenbogen. Unfortunately, unable to join me today is Alexis Kraft as she is on her way to Los Angeles to watch the Rams and 49ers at SoFi Stadium for the NFC title game. Uh, But I will be holding down the fort this time. She'll be back next time. Uh, We're going to break down this matchup. And uh, I mean, just let's just talk about it for a sec. Let's just, you know, bring it all in. Matthew Stafford has a chance to not only win his third straight postseason game after no one said he could do it, um, but on top of that, he has a chance to send this team to the Super Bowl. And uh, this is a long time coming. Now, I understand hearing that may sound a little ridiculous. This is a team that was in the Super Bowl in the 2018 and 19 season. However, Matthew Stafford only played in three postseason games up until this season. And in those three games, he lost them. And he had a rough go in Detroit. And now here he is. He played very well in Detroit. They just didn't win a lot of football games. Here he is with the Rams. Incredible season. Trying to make it even more incredible. What he was able to do last week, we now know potentially put Brady out of reti- uh, put Brady into retirement. But furthermore, it sent the Rams to be potentially the first team to host a conference championship game in the Super Bowl stadium that season and go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Now, here's the deal. They are playing against a team that has their number. And by their number, I mean they've won six straight. You've already heard that. Not anything you've probably not heard before. But what it comes down to is this. 
The Rams this weekend on Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 3.30 p.m. on the West Coast, Pacific Time, Rams Time, they have a chance to start their quest to go to the Super Bowl. And at that point, they are just 60 minutes away from going to the Super Bowl. Can they play a full game? The question remains, because we saw in November on Monday Night Football with a myriad of things going wrong, especially for the fact Robert Woods towards ACL, which really sidelined the game plan and put them into a rut, quite frankly. That was just really an anomaly game. When you look at it, the 31 to 10 performance, I would not expect that to be what happens moving forward. However, the Rams did not win the second matchup at SoFi Stadium in a game where they really dominated the first half, but struggled down the stretch, let the Niners come back, and ended up blowing a 17-3 lead all the way to overtime to allow the Niners to be one play away, essentially, from winning the game in overtime and sending the Niners to the playoffs. And that is what happened. They kicked a field goal. The Rams could not match, and so they lost in overtime. The Rams since have responded. They blew out the Arizona Cardinals 34-11 in a very impressive SoFi showdown in which we saw Kyler Murray throwing pick sixes. We saw Matthew Stafford looking perfect. And we saw a little bit of Cam Akers and Sony Michelle basically complimenting each other in the backfield. We moved on to Tampa. And with Tampa, we saw Matthew Stafford in a light that we've seen earlier in the season when everyone was healthy. Stafford threw for 366 yards on 28 of 38 passing and had three total touchdowns in a win over Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, likely sending Tom Brady into retirement. The 30 to 27 victory should come as no surprise because the Rams had already beaten the same team 34 to 24. However, the Rams, similar story as the 49ers game, started off with a 24-3 lead and blew the lead to the point where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, at home, tied the game. Now, does this mean that the, the Rams are about to implode against the Niners? No. Does this mean that because the Niners have won six straight, the Rams just blew another lead? that they're likely to blow this lead and lose again? No. It is a completely different ballgame. And to be honest, it is extremely hard to beat the same team three times, and it's extremely hard to beat the same team three times when they're a good team, let alone a great team. And that is what the Rams are. If you don't believe me, I mean, the stats show it. This is a team at the end of the day that has not figured out how great they can be on offense. They have not put together a full game on the offensive side of the ball. And who knows that they even will by the end of the season. But if they do, this team is not beatable. We've seen this team win at their worst. We've seen them win at their best. And I don't think they've played their best. 27.1 points per game on the season, which was tied for seventh in the league. Ninth in total offense at 372.1 yards per game 25th in rushing 
at 99 yards per game. Fifth in passing at 273.1 yards per game. Time of possession has been a problem, although they did correct it. They moved up a little bit. They're 26th in the league in time of possession at 28.49 time of possession average. They're 15th in opponent points per game with 21.9. They're 17th in total defense, giving up 344.9 yards in total defense. However, in the run defense department, which is the most important when you're going up against a 49ers team that just loves to run the football, so much so that this run uh, offense is seventh in the league at 127.4 yards per game. This run defense, however, matches that up pretty well, allowing just 103.2 yards per game, which is sixth in the NFL. They're 22nd against the pass with 241.7 yards given up through the air. They're third in sacks with 50, third in sack yardage with 367, tied for third in interceptions with 19, and they have a positive two turnover differential, which is tied for third in the league, a punt return average at 11.3 yards per return, which is fifth in the league, kickoff return average 20.2, which is 23rd in the league, Twenty. Um, they have the 23 uh, punts inside the 20. Johnny Hecker has had a quietly decent season, not a Hecker season, but a pretty decent season, tied for 16th. And in field goal percentage, Matt Gay has been incredible this season, and he is second in the league with 94.1%. Looking at this game, you can obviously see The 49ers are starting to really find their stride. They beat the Rams. They continued on with a winning streak, taking down Dallas in Dallas and going on the road in a hostile, very hostile environment and a very elemental, not so friendly environment with the freezing cold, the winds, and of course the snow, the frozen tundra Lambeau field. The 49ers have done just as much as what the Rams have done as far as playing complimentary football. However, they have shown they do not want to throw the football. The 49ers have an issue with that. Jimmy Garoppolo has been somewhat hidden from the offense. Kyle Shanahan, and I wouldn't be surprised, wants to run the football and protect Jimmy Garoppolo, keep him out of harm's way. And I think at the end of the day, when you look at the way this team is going to go down, And the way this game is going to go down is that the Rams are either going to play their game, play their style, or they're not. And if they do, they're going to win. And if they don't, it's going to be tougher to win. But I think what the Rams have, the 49ers don't, and it's not just what I think. I think everyone realizes this. It's quite simple. It's a quarterback that can make all the throws on the field. You can say it's unfair because Jimmy Garoppolo wins, but let's call it like it is. Jimmy Garoppolo is if Tom Brady in year two after winning the Super Bowl never got any better. He is not a guy that you need to be scared of. He is going to dink and dunk his way to try to win this game. The Rams, of course, can't let that happen. But when you look The 49ers had a 0.4% chance of winning that game following a third down sack of Von Miller on Jimmy Garoppolo. It took everything 
for the 49ers to get back in, crawl their way down the field 89 yards, and score a touchdown to send it to overtime. Seeing as the Rams seem to have shown that they are a different team from November, and to be honest, November was just an anomaly game that I don't really hold against them, I would very much expect the Rams to come out strong in this one. And if the Rams do lose, it's going to be because the Rams made mistakes. It's going to be because likely Stafford threw picks. The fumbles came back from last week. It's going to be something along those lines. But the hope is that it's not going to be what it was week 18 when the Rams allowed 19 missed tackles, the most all season for the team. Now, playoffs are here. It's wiping the slate clean. That is the most important thing. When you're talking about a playoff game, nothing else matters. Both of these teams want it just as much as the other. There's not one team that's already in the playoffs versus a team that needs to win to make the playoffs. Both these teams need to win if they want to survive, advance, and play in the game that pretty much everyone dreams of playing, the Super Bowl. Cooper Cup has been unstoppable. He's the only receiver in NFL history when you combine his postseason stats to his regular season that has gone over 2,000 yards. Cooper Cup has shown you time and time again this season that he is a guy that you can count on. And furthermore, he's a guy that you can not only count on, but he can also win you games. The touchdown he caught towards the end of the game against the 49ers in Week 18 to take the lead should have been the deciding factor. Had the Rams not given up 89 yards, it would have been. We once again saw Cooper Cup explode against Tampa. Cooper Cup went over the top, caught the pass, set up the game-winning kick, and once again showed you that he really is the MVP in this league. Now, the question remains, with the 49ers playing a lot of cover four, are they going to be able to shut down Cooper Cup? Now that is a question that will be answered. Cooper Cup is trying to become the first receiver in NFL history to go over 100 receiving yards against the same, to- against the same team three times. It has never happened before. He has been unbelievable this season. And when the whole year is on the line and the ultimate goal of winning a Super Bowl is on the line, you have to imagine he's going to step up. But if he doesn't, and this cover four defense does a good job of limiting his opportunities and taking him out of the game, the cover four defense that you have to imagine the Niners are going to play. A lot of quarters. They're going to play a lot of quarters coverage. But that could also leave open opportunities for an Odell Beckham Jr., for a Van Jefferson, for a Tyler Higbee. And if the Rams want to get creative, they have Cam Akers. They have Ben Skoranek. They have Brandon Powell. They have Kendall Blanton, who just caught a touchdown last week. The Rams have all the weapons on the table. And that's something that... The Niners simply don't have. They have Debo Samuel. They have Brandon Ayuk. They have George Kittle. After that, their quarterback doesn't really strike fear in anybody. They have a good offensive line. 
But you can see how if the Rams get after them early and often, and they get off to that 24-3 lead, just like they did against Tampa and Tom Brady, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough to get back into this game for the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to fight his way back into the game. Now, looking at the injury report, Trent Williams did not practice. He has an ankle injury, which Jimmy Garoppolo may have spoiled and called it a high ankle. Jeffrey Wilson is also going to be questionable. Both guys are questionable. Joe Noteboom of the Rams is doubtful. Van Jefferson is likely going to play and not be limited. And Taylor Rapp is questionable. This is a game to me. The Rams have a chance to show everyone that they can stop the Niners running a game. And if they do and make Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers offense one-dimensional, they have a very, very good chance of winning this ballgame. Now, what's going to happen? How are the Rams going to combat having quarters coverage on them? Because this is what the 49ers like to do. They don't want to give up that big play. And they want to also get after you, and they believe they can get after you by not blitzing and just dealing with what they have up front. When you look, it's hard to really argue what they can do. Former Rams Samson Ibukam has played well. They have Jordan Willis and Charles Amenahue behind him. Nick Bosa and Arden Key on the other side. And you have DJ Jones and Arik Armstead in the middle. That can create havoc. Interior pressure is so key at any point in the season. When you are playing football and you are trying to pressure the quarterback, interior pressure can ultimately destroy the game. However, interior pressure right now is more crucial crucial than ever. If you get Matthew Stafford having to sidestep a Nick uh, sidestep a DJ Jones and Arik Armstead and he's trying to go to the right and he sees Nick Bosa, that is normally not going to end well. And when you have the linebackers that the Niners have in Aziz Alshair, Fred Warner, and Dre Greenlaw, you can bet your bottom dollar these guys can go and make those tackles sideline to sideline. They have a lot of athleticism up front in the front seven, and then in the back end of their secondary, they have some impressive talent. Young talent in Ambry Thomas. They have Emmanuel Mosley, Dante Johnson. Kawan Williams is back. They have Josh Norman, a very important, very important veteran player. Jimmy Ward, Jaquaski Tart, and Talanoa Hufanga, another rookie. They have three rookies that they actually very much like. And when I look at this Niners defense, and they've already shown it, they did it against Dallas, they did it against the Packers, they can get after you with four. Nick Bosa, DJ Jones, Arik Armstead, and Samson Ibukam will be enough to get after the quarterback if the Rams' offensive line can't block the way it has been. Whitworth is likely going to be back. Nopum is not. So insert Whitworth back at left tackle and we'll see what happens. Prize picks is the best app you've never heard of. 
You can choose between stars from all sports, two, three, four, or even five players to increase how much money you win. Join Prize Picks today by using our promo code DTRAMS and get a double deposit on your first deposit when signing up with Prize Picks. Girls, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of finding a bush when I go down on my man's chimney. Dear Santa, all I want this holiday season is for my man to have smooth jingle balls. Thankfully, Manscaped answered with the Performance Package 4.0, so I don't have to find Santa's beard in my man's pants again. Ladies, this holiday season, get your man products that will leave him smelling fresh with their all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. It's time to give the man in your life the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use code DTR for 20% off plus free shipping. But that, make no mistake about it, when you are trying to limit the deep ball, you're trying to limit the big plays, and you're trying to force throws over the middle and quick passing, because that's the only way you're really going to win when you're getting you know four up front and you have the back end covered. When you're getting pressure like that, it makes it incredibly difficult. And it doesn't allow you to get enough yards to pick up first downs. It doesn't get, allow you to get enough yards to move the chains, continue to the drives. The big key for the Niners, though, on the flip side of that, is on the offense to keep Stafford on the sideline. In the third quarter of the Week 18 game against the Rams, the 49ers took up 13 minutes of the third quarter. Their goal is to run the football. And Kyle Shanahan has not shown us everything up his sleeve yet. With an offensive line with Trent Williams, Lakin Tomlinson, Alex Mack, Daniel Brunskill, and Tom Compton, he feels pretty good about what he's got there. The self-proclaimed wideback Debo Samuel, who's been used as a running back and a wide receiver, is 100% the player to watch. Juwan Jennings' emergence as the third receiver option is definitely a player to watch. Brandon Ayuk is a player to watch. And of course, you cannot forget about George Kittle, who is one of the best tight ends in all football. How the Rams are going to stop him? Well, the Rams defense does a great job. They actually lead the league in disguising of coverage. And when you're dealing with Jimmy Garoppolo, and if you're forcing him out of the pocket, you're forcing him to make plays off script, they're taking him out of his rhythm. He's more likely to diagnose plays incorrectly. And when you are constantly and leading the league in this category, constantly disguising coverages, you can expect Jimmy Garoppolo to make one mistake. And sometimes that one mistake will be enough to win games. Looking at the Rams defense, you have Sean Robinson, Greg Gaines, Aaron Donald, Von Miller all up front you have Leonard Floyd then Troy Reader and Traven Howard as the inside linebackers all of them have played very well we've seen Greg Gaines step up down the stretch Aaron Donald is of course Aaron Donald playoff Von Miller looks like a completely different animal Sean Robinson has done a nice job against the run Leonard Floyd just had a sack last week against Tom Brady and could be the last time Tom Brady was sacked Troy Reader has really stepped up in his role as the green dot, calling the defense. Traven Howard showing you his athleticism as a former defensive back, his ability to not only cover, 
but run sideline to sideline and make plays. Then you have, of course, Jalen Ramsey, who is the playing essentially the star role, the Where's Waldo role, where he can play all over the field. You have Nick Scott, who has been playing very well in the playoffs. You have potentially Taylor Rapp back. You have Terrell Burgess. And you have practice squad Ram, who is going to be activated to the active roster, Eric Weddle. Now with the Rams... Eric Weddle kind of emerged last week with second in snaps. You can expect him to play a lot more this week. I look at this team. It's very simple. They have it all. Raheem Morris's defense is clicking at the right time. And quite honestly, if they play their game, I wouldn't be shocked if this becomes a blowout. What I'm looking for in this game is to see how the Rams can get creative and get other guys involved that may have not been involved before. You don't have to say get Hopkins involved, but you have a very intriguing punt returner in Brandon Powell that I would love to see used on the offense. I would like to see more jet motions and jet sweeps to keep the defense honest. I'd like to see more usage out of Cam Akers, and if possible, if Daryl Henderson does come back, I'd like to see him utilized in the passing game. I'd like to see more usage of Odell Beckham consistently. As we've seen, they either lean on him early on in the first half or later on in the second half. I, I think he's somebody that could be getting more usage throughout the game and make more of an impact. In addition to this, I would not mind if, and of course, with Noteboom out, it makes it less likely, but if the Rams did decide to bring in a sixth offensive lineman and run some 12 and 13 personnel groupings, I personally think everything should be on the table. And I don't think that Sean McVay, nor do I think Kyle Shanahan, has fully dug into the arsenal of what they truly have and what they truly can do. So how I see this game going, I think the Rams are going to come away with a victory. I think they're going to win 27 to 17. I think the Rams are going to control the clock. They're going to be able to run the football with Cam Akers and Sony Michelle. They're going to allow Odell Beckham Jr., Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson, and Cooper Cup to all have a game in which Matthew Stafford spreads the ball around. And I think the defense is going to limit the run game and force Jimmy Garoppolo to have to play out of his comfort zone, out of the script, out of the game plan, and out of the system. And with that, I think it's going to allow the Rams, who are going against a very talented 49ers team that is arguably better than their 10-7 and record on the regular season, it's going to allow them to put pressure on Garoppolo, force him into making a mistake or two, and taking advantage of said mistake. I could see the Rams blowing out the Niners, but if things go wrong, the Niners are equipped to blow out the Rams by using the run. It all comes down to the Rams being able to stop the run and Matthew Stafford and the offense limiting the turnovers. You can't give up four fumbles in a game where you dominate. We've already seen what can happen. The Rams may have won that game, but it's not guaranteed that they'll win every game that way. So the Rams are going to need to take care of the ball. They're going to need to play complimentary football on offense, defense, and special teams. 
you're likely going to see some return action out of Brandon Powell. I think this is a very intriguing player who offers some upside as a returner, but also I think as an offensive player, if they want to get him involved as a gadget guy. You love the way Matt Gay is kicking. He just won the game last week. Johnny Hecker has been punting well. And of course, you've gotten some great hands team stuff out of Ben Skoranek. Hopefully he keeps that up. But this is how I see it. And I think that there are definitely some props that I'd like to bring up over on prize picks. As you guys know, if you listened to the podcast last week, I actually nailed a five pick that would have won you 20 or 10 times your money. So let's try it again this time around. And we're just going to go here. It's going to be an all Rams and we're going to include a chief player. My favorite lineup this week, I have Matthew Stafford over 18 fantasy score. I think Matthew Stafford is going to be able to have command of this offense. I think he's going to be able to attack the defense early on, the quarters coverage over the middle, getting those quick passes out, you know, neutralizing that four-man rush. And I think it's going to open up and soften the defense to throw over the top to guys like Beckham and Cup and Jefferson. I think Von Miller is going to go over three and a half tackles. He's somebody that has already shown you as one of the best tackles for a loss leaders right now in the playoffs. He's shown you he has no issue setting the edge and playing the run. But I think with the sacks and his ability to play the run, three and a half tackles and over that is pretty easy. Moving on, I have Odell Beckham Jr. over 47 and a half receiving yards. To me, this is a game where I wouldn't be surprised if Odell goes over 100. They didn't use him as much against the 49ers the last time. I wouldn't be surprised if they use him a lot this time around. In addition to that, I have another Ram by the name of Tyler Higby that is going over 37 and a half receiving yards. With the injury and the uncertainty all season or all year or all week rather with Van Jefferson, Van Jefferson's knee was banged up in the last game. He's going to be ready to go, but I wouldn't be surprised if Matthew Stafford is going to focus more on players that practiced all week and didn't have any sort of setbacks. With that said, I think Tyler Higbee and his emergence in the offense and his chemistry with Matthew Stafford as the season has gone on will add him to the fray. I think he's going to go over 37 and a half yards, and that's what I have there. And then lastly here, I have Jarek McKinnon of the Kansas City Chiefs going over 35 and a half receiving yards. I think in that game, uh, you're going to be seeing a lot of dump offs early on to soften up the defense. And Jarek McKinnon is a little do it all type of guy. And I expect him to, uh, after having over 50 plus receiving yards, I expect him to go over that this week. So those are my five picks. Uh, for prize picks if you guys haven't already be sure to check out prize picks you can download the app and use promo code dt rams to get a full double deposit on your first deposit of at least a hundred dollars up to a hundred dollars so that's how i have it there i have the rams winning 27 to 17 i think you're going to get a lot of pressure from von miller 
the big matchup here, the big thing to watch, obviously you want to see the Rams uh, stop the run. But I think the big thing you need to watch is Trent Williams at left tackle because I'm not convinced he's 100%. I think he does have a high ankle sprain. And I think there's a good chance with this guy not able to practice all week, there's a good chance that he plays and is not 100%, but even not even 80%. The problem with this is that if you rush Trent Williams out there and he re-injures himself, you might not have him, period. And they needed him. They didn't have him the last game, and they almost lost. He's the best left tackle in football. But when Trent Williams is 70% healthy, is he still the best left tackle in football? I don't know. And when he's going up against Von Miller, it's a whole different story. So I'm looking at that matchup. I think Von Miller can really make his life a nightmare. And so that is the matchup I'm looking at. Daniel Brunskill has always done a nice job against Donald. We will see what he does this week. Another mismatch is Tom Compton versus Leonard Floyd off the edge. And I think a mismatch that could come up for the Rams as well as Troy Reader has played. If the 49ers can isolate a receiver or get a running back on him, Troy Reader is not the best in coverage. And so for that reason, I would say he's a little bit of a mismatch there. It will truly be interesting this week because the Rams, what they can do is that they can continue to call their defense to somewhat hide the deficiencies of the back end of the secondary. Without Jordan Fuller, without Taylor Rapp, they are banged up. They do have Nick Scott playing there, and he is playing well. But make no mistake about it, the way Raheem Morris has called the defense and the pressure that they have gotten has somewhat hidden the defense and has kept them out of harm's way. I don't expect Jimmy Garoppolo of all quarterbacks to basically harm that back end. But if he does... There's a chance that one of those receivers in Ayuk or Debo Samuel or Sherfield or Benjamin or Jennings or even Sanu could get over the top and make a play. So that's something to watch out for. But I think that when it's all said and done, it doesn't mean it's destiny. It doesn't mean anything. We've already seen it all. It doesn't have to be a superstition. The Rams, make no mistake about it, are better than the 49ers. The question remains, do they play better than the 49ers on Sunday? I think they do, and that's why at SoFi, with a crowd that I think is going to surprise people, I think it'll end up being 50-50 with a potential lean towards the Rams. We were somehow, I mean, really cool. We were able to give away two tickets uh, with Tick Pick. Shout out to them. Um, as well as you looked at, if you guys haven't seen, Kevin Demoff gave away a bunch of tickets. Kara Henderson Sneed gave away a bunch of tickets. Kelly Stafford gave away a bunch of tickets. And JB Long gave away a bunch of tickets. I think there's a lot of Rams fans that are going to be there now because they took the extra mile. They went the extra mile and got tickets. Also, shout out to our podcast friend, Holden Cantor, who also helped raise some money to get tickets as well. 
I think a lot of Rams fans are going to be out there. I don't know if it'll 100% be 50-50, and I'm not necessarily guaranteeing it won't be a Rams-dominant crowd. But regardless, this game is going to be one, make no mistake about it, on the field. And I think the Rams are the better team. They're more talented. And I think Sean McVay was getting really close to knocking off Kyle Shanahan in Week 18. 49ers simply wanted it more, but this time around, I think the Rams really felt good after they knocked off the quote-unquote GOAT last week. So Rams 27, 49ers 17. Hope you guys enjoyed. If I'm right, and many of you do believe that I'm right, or some of you, if I am right, we will be back to talk about the Rams going to the Super Bowl. And we will know who they are playing before the Rams even take the field. For Jake Ellenbogen, this is the Downtown Rams podcast. I'll be joined again by Alexis Kraft, who will return. And I've enjoyed talking with you guys this time around and breaking down this game. You can follow me at JK Bogan. You can follow Alexis at Alexis at the Alexis Craft. And you can subscribe to the podcast. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. So once again, you guys take care and go Rams. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DTR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and make sure to use code DTR. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Price Picks is the best app you've never heard of. You can choose between stars from all sports, two, three, four, even five players to increase how much money you win. Join Prize Picks today by using our promo code DTRAMS and get a double deposit on your first deposit when signing up with Prize Picks. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.